Hey fellow NDE fans, we have some exciting things coming up on the other side, but we could really use your help and support to keep going with this channel. Our outreach team works around the clock, making sure to bring you the best NDE stories that we can find. But now we're looking to expand into other countries to get near-death experiences from around the globe. However, we need your help and support to make this happen. This is why we're introducing our YouTube membership program. Get access to exclusive ad-free episodes that haven't been on YouTube. Watch and participate in live Q&As with the guests. Engage directly with us and NDEers. Participate in giveaways and live events. And most importantly, you will ensure our channel's continuous efforts to seek out and uncover these important experiences worldwide. Support us by hitting the Join Now button below. Thank you for your continued viewership and support. Your help will make a difference, and we look forward to building our community together with you. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, The Other Side NDE, where we talk about the fascinating phenomena of near-death experiences. These are more than just close calls. These are first-hand accounts of what people experienced dying, leaving the body, exploring another realm, and then returning to their body in order to share that experience with you. Every person that we interview, and many of us listeners, believe these accounts to be undeniably true experiences people had on the other side. If you enjoy listening to stories like these, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, The Other Side NDE, where we post two to three videos every week of people sharing their NDE stories. So I feel really honored to be able to share my near-death experience today because I feel like the more we share these experiences with those who are out there who might have questions or maybe are searching for answers in their own life, it can be very helpful. And just where I'm coming from is I have uh, been born with a cardiac condition. It's genetic. And so there's no reversing it. I have passed the gene mutation down to my two daughters. And so my two daughters and myself live with it. It's under the umbrella of SADS and that acronym stands for Sudden Arrhythmia Death Syndrome. And under that umbrella, I think there's several of gene mutations that fall under this sort of genetic cardiac condition. 30 years of my life, I was misdiagnosed with a seizure disorder and placed on an anticonvulsant and struggled year after year with these sort of events where I would black out and experience not having consciousness and or control over my own body. And I, at the time, didn't know it was my heart that was actually the culprit of these events that I was having. For 30 years, I probably experienced some very close calls and I feel it's a miracle that I'm even still here in this life. When my daughters were born, I still didn't know at that time that I had this cardiac condition and life went on. And by the time my daughters were in their teenage years, my younger daughter started experiencing similar symptoms and she also was beginning to have these events that resembled a seizure disorder. And she would also lose consciousness and would experience some moments of seizing and then would come to. 
And by the time she was 17, she had an event that ended her in the emergency room. And we fell into the hands of a very knowledgeable emergency room doctor that was well-educated in the cardiac field. And he checked her heart first thing with a 12 lead EKG. And right away, he was able to see an abnormality in her, they call it QT wave, which is the space between heartbeats. And she had some erratic VTAC showing up on her readings too. So that got the ball rolling and we ended up into the hands of UCSD and a very well-educated electrophysicist who talked to us about this rare syndrome called Long QT syndrome. And my entire family was screened with genetic counseling and genetic testing because of the potential it was just very lethal for anyone to go untreated because of the deadly arrhythmias that can happen suddenly. And so in 2011, my youngest daughter received an implantable cardiac defibrillator with a positive gene test for long QT syndrome. And of course, in that process, they talked to me regarding family history and they were pointing their fingers at me as a classic case and so i was next and of course they uncovered the mystery of all my blackouts and seizures and it was not my brain and i was not epileptic i didn't have any seizure disorder it was actually my heart that was stopping every time I would have these events where I would go unconscious. And so with that said, I also had a implantable cardiac defibrillator placed in 2013. At the time, I was going through probably the hardest decision I had made at that point in my life. And I left a very dysfunctional, unloving marriage of 24 years and was emotionally distraught and grieving very heavily. And I left that marriage in December of 2012 and I had my surgery where the defibrillator was implanted in the early part of February, just a few months later in 2013. I know there's a lot of increased population because of our advancements in medical technology and genetic and genome research to uncover a lot of these very deadly arrhythmias that are pretty much invisible and takes lives suddenly or may cause some sort of the appearance of an accidental death. And so I do know that with the increase of the answers that they're receiving from research, there's more and more of us with these syndromes who are receiving cardiac defibrillators that are being implanted over our hearts. And the beauty of this technology is that it's saving lives and we're able not to reverse it, but we're able to treat and prevent unnecessary early or sudden deaths within the families that 
have these mutations. And so I do know that with the increase of people or the population receiving these devices, there's probably a lot of people out there who are actually having experiences that don't even realize maybe what the explanation was or why they feel a certain way. And so the more of us that share these stories, I think can add to both scientific, medical, and bridge the gap with our spirituality and humanity and even offer those who don't struggle with a cardiac condition or diagnoses such as these that might be searching for answers as far as our life here and where we might go after we pass. So I do feel that there is a, a very strong purpose in sharing these sorts of experiences. I've had quite a few blackout experiences where I've experienced being in a black void and being very conscious of myself and the space and the sensations of knowing that I'm nearing something very, where I could possibly be facing death. It's difficult to explain, but I have been in that black void where I am not experiencing any sort of experience or memory of anything except for the consciousness of being in a space, not in my body, but in a very, dark space it's dark i can't see anything can't feel anything but i have a sense that there's something beyond myself here and the conversation is happening within my own intuitive self or maybe soul where i am struggling or having a conversation saying i don't want to die and i don't want this to end and i can hear myself calling out to my loved ones maybe even saying the names of my daughters and at the time my husband because i didn't want to leave this life i didn't want to know what was next after this dark void so i have experienced those spaces before, but my near-death experience happened after I got my implanted defibrillator. And it was the beginning of a very emotional struggling time for me. I was grieving, leaving a 27 year run with the same man. And I had broken up the family situation in order to remove myself from the toxicity of that relationship and the divorce proceedings and the mediation and the conversations leading up to my near-death experience now looking back at it i can see the the purpose in which i guess the the timing of everything that had happened leading up to it and there is no word in the English language that really can come close to describing what I felt at the time, what I experienced at the time, and what I want people to know or be able to share the insights that I received from that. But I do feel that it was so purposeful and the timing of it was almost a gift.
And because I was experiencing such devastating emotions and really struggling to process through them and not resist them. And I had such a deep desire at the time to want to heal and be better and live life in a more meaningful and fulfilling way that I can see where the near-death experience that I had was on purpose and almost given to me at the most appropriate time for me to receive the insights that I received from my experience. I think leading up to the experience that I had, I had already experienced like maybe nine cardiac arrests where I went into VTAC and then following VTAC went into I think it's where your heart quivers and it doesn't beat pretty much. It's very difficult or people don't usually survive this arrhythmia without any sort of defibrillation to revert the heart rate. And my device watched over me like a band of paramedics inside my chest and I actually survived like nine different events where I received a shock and I had gone unconscious or was asleep during these nine times. And this one experience that I had, I actually woke up early in the morning and I was in a very odd position. I think my face and neck was maybe pushed up against the wall and I was face down when I came to. And I felt very different from all the last times that I had gone unconscious. And I knew that I had some sort of arrhythmia because I felt where I have memory of feeling one of the shocks as I was coming to. Anyways, it was early morning and I was asleep and I have memory of being out of my body. And of course, when I was waking up, I knew that it had a sort of sense or a feeling like it was a dream, but almost more real than a dream. And I don't know how to explain that in the way that I can convey that I knew that it was an experience that doesn't come close to really how I can explain it. But I have memories of being outside of my body I don't remember looking at my hands. I knew I wasn't in my body and I was floating in the cosmos in the most beautiful, unexplainable space where I could see pretty much in a 360 degree circle all the way around me. And the scenery was just, it was just beautiful beyond words. And I was looking down on something that was so vibrant, colors that I've never even experienced here in this life. And the things that remind me of it when I look at it is those pictures that NASA takes of the nebulas in the cosmos. I was looking down on something so brilliant and bright ahead of me. And it felt like I was getting closer and closer to it. And as I was getting closer to it, I was also telepathically, because I didn't have my 
body. I don't remember having, I was having a conversation with something much larger than myself. And I felt like I was just engulfed in this force and energy that felt like the most intense love that I can describe. It was an unconditional love that encompassed not only myself, but just about everybody. And I don't know how to describe this, but I felt people that I knew and felt people that I hadn't met yet. And those feelings were the first time that I ever felt that I was a part of something because I've struggled with that in my life here on earth, feeling as if I fit in, even fit in my own family that I've been born into. But in those moments, it was just such a all-encompassing, very unified love where I felt everybody and those that I have not even met. And I don't know how to describe that in a way that will help you understand, but I was above it, in it, surrounded by it and filled by it. And the next thing I knew was when I woke up, the positioning that I was in. And at the time when I was experiencing the cosmos, it felt forever. Like I was there for as long as I wanted to be, but there was a conversation that was happening. And I was asking, what did I need to do? I didn't have a choice in the matter. I was actually told that I had a purpose and that I would be supported and that I needed to trust and believe in myself and find my purpose and know that that's I was born to do was to become more aligned. And I received some really very strong messages in those moments. And so when I came to, I all of a sudden was back in my bed and my body. I don't know how to describe that moment in time where I experienced going from the cosmos and back to this life. But waking up, I knew that I had experienced something beyond what I had in all my other events. I didn't know really much about near-death experiences, that it was an actual thing that is being studied or researched. And so I kept that experience very silent to myself for probably a good year. And it wasn't until I was interviewed at a CPR conference that I was attending by Lisa Gar. I was gifted the opportunity to speak with her in her hotel room that was set up as an interview spot. And she was looking for candidates who had been resuscitated and had survived the resuscitation. And she was looking for people who had experienced near-death experiences. And of course, at the time, I didn't know the depth and didn't have a real good understanding of it, but knew that I was open to speak with her. Anyways, during our conversation, she was asking questions and it was pulling the experience out from me. And I was talking to someone for the first time ever about 
this experience and she pulled me aside after our conversation and she was so gracious and saying look i really believe you had a near-death experience and these are some resources that will help you become a little more understanding and embrace what has happened to you because you do have a purpose here in this life and she really took the moments to mentor me and educate me and point me in the direction and so that opened up a whole new realm for me i began reading books and listening to podcasts and realized that the insights and the feelings and the sensations and the messages that i was beginning to understand about myself from that experience was something that was life-changing for me I do know that my experience happened for a reason. And like I said earlier, the timing was so appropriate for uh, the struggles that I had at the time. And I think majority of people out there could probably res or this might resonate with a lot of people out there is that when we are suffering and we're so deep in our pain that we are so conditioned to resist those moments and resist that connection to our own humanness. And I'm such an advocate for heart-centered living. And there's somebody out there that I has also helped me with her podcast and some of her work out there and just getting very grounded in a heart centered and conscious way but her name is sarah blondin and i love using her word she has a word out there that she should probably patent trademark or uh, claim as her own but she talks about heart-mindedness and so i'm a big advocate of really nurturing that connection to our own feeling hearts because i feel like my nde was really highlighting i had opportunity to heal some of the most deepest emotional struggles that I had with my own heartbreak in my own life. And from that day forward, even after days after I felt like I was just beaming and glowing and embodying that rich, indescribable, unconditional love and it was something that I still struggle to want to nurture and hang on to. That feeling was just so intense. But as time goes on, it's not that it gets further away from me, but it it's something that I just need to remind myself to continue to nurture within myself because we all have access to it. We are all a part of it. There is an invisible thread that connects every single one of us in this life. and. So I am an advocate of nurturing that connection with our own human hearts because our intuitiveness and the richness of integrating more heart into the way we live is really the key to integrating such gentle compassion that we are so missing in our human life. And my near-death experience was an opportunity for me to to take a step back and really reflect on uh, the suffering that I was in and also what I had experienced in those moments and how I wanted to 
bridge that gap and integrate more of that into who I am and to be able to become clear on what my purpose is here. And for those of you who might struggle with finding purpose in your own life, I really feel that our feeling hearts is the gateway and the opportunity to open up doors to where you can understand yourself more and get clarity on direction and your own purpose. And that's where my NDE has really helped me. And even though the experience was very short-lived, <laughs> I might say for this, in the scheme of things, it probably was, if we were to go back and look at my device, you would see that it was less than two minutes or roughly around two minutes that I was flatlined and I received those shocks. So my consciousness had to go somewhere. And I really feel that during those very long but short-lived minutes, I received so much. And in the scheme of things and time, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> it's something that if we were not living in our human bodies and we were just that energy and that force in which I experienced everybody at one time. It is an accessible thing and I don't know how to explain it anything further but to encourage people not to get away from their feeling hearts and even our suffering has messages in which we can heal and become more whole in who we are and that's a part of where our purpose and everybody is so individual in the ways they step into their purpose and fulfill why they are here in this life anyways that is just part of the insights that i've received and so thanks for this opportunity <laughs>